Welcome to, I don't know what the hell this is, uh, today on Broadway for Monday, September 27, 2021. This is our post-Tony's episode, recording at 11.26 p.m. on Sunday night. I still haven't seen the last hour and a half of the Tony's. Coming in hot, baby. We are going to get there, but my name, if you care, is Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanetti. <laughs> and I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. My legal name is Tell Me on a Sunday's Grace Aki. It's true. <laughs> Actually, no, wait, changed. guys. This no, truly in the past week though, my name did get legally changed back to my real name, which I'm really actually excited about. Yay! That's good. Congratulations. You, it's still not what you use professionally or on Broadway radio, but we are Doesn't still happy matter. for what you. Is it? No, that's exactly what it is. Now okay. it is consistently Grace Aki. Boom. Oh, yeah. okay. Tell me on a Sunday exactly. is Grace Aki. So yeah, um, we are talking to you just minutes after the Tony Awards apparently ended for viewers in most parts of the country. But unfortunately, yeah. because I do not live in New York City, I live in one of the handful of markets that had the second part of the Tony extravaganza, the one that was supposed to be broadcast live on CBS, delayed because of an obvious overrun of NFL football. It happened mm-hmm. in Florida. It happened in Atlanta. It happened in Chicago. Um, and I believe it happened across Ohio as well. Literally mm-hmm. four of the five states that I've lived in as an adult. So awesome. I feel like it was just making sure that I could not see the Tonys. Grace, yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> Couldn't wit- fly anywhere last minute. I'm sorry. No. Yeah. Grace, I don't know where you were living when this happened because I don't exactly remember the year but I'm sure you remember it I was living yeah. in Atlanta when <laughs> CBS's local affiliate in Atlanta decided to cut to their local news right at 11 yes. and cut off the winner of Best Musical I don't yes. remember it might have been Kinky Boots oh, this year God. so mm-hmm. that was a big deal I feel like it's me but I have not watched the end of it so how we are going to do this is we are going to talk about the first part of the Tony Awards that was aired on the Patreon or the, the uh, Paramount Plus, which is like CBS's Patreon. Patreon. Yeah, exactly. um, <laughs> th- th- those were the actual Tony Awards proper. Then we will get into this Broadway is back, but only if by back you mean back to shows that closed 20 years ago. Then we're going to talk about that concert. About halfway through, I'm going to turn it over to Grace and Ashley because I don't know what the hell happened. Um, <laughs> we so, don't either. Yeah. <laughs> we, and we watched it. You're, yeah. you're not alone here. Yeah. yeah, you are not alone. Well, Finn Platt, you're not oh, alone, babe. Yeah. Yeah. No, move on, baby. Um, all right, so well, they, he did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, and we're going to talk about that, though, because mm. why? Um, here's the thing. We're going to go through all of these awards. Most of these awards were not surprises. Obviously, there will be some that we discussed. We all three made our predictions. I was doing super, super well on my predictions until we got to the productions. Um, I did very well. I think the only one I missed was Tom Hiddleston. Um, I had him winning instead of uh, Andrew Burnap. But Condolences. It, yeah. Then we got to the productions, and I was all over the place. But let's go through the winners. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play. Something that I think, even whether or not we predicted it or not, all three of us can be very happy about. The Great and the Good David Allen Greer won for a Soldier's Play. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a musical. Something that we are even more ecstatic about than David Allen Greer winning is uh, Danny Burstein is now a seven-time Tony nominee and a one-time Tony winner. 
for playing Harold Zidler in the Moulin Rouge musical. Best performance by an actor in a featured role in a play went to Dame Lois Smith. She's not a dame, but she should be Lois Smith from The Inheritance. Best performance by an actress in a featured role in a musical. We might talk about this one at this point, at some point. Uh, it goes to Lauren Patton from Jagged Little Pill. Then we went on a run of three straight um, categories in which, in which a Christmas Carol won. They won for Best Scenic Design of a Play, Best Costume Design of a Play, and Best Lighting Design of a Play. We flip over to those same categories in the musical side of things. And uh, Moulin Rouge won in all of those as well. Um, so basically, A Christmas Carol swept all of the technical awards for the plays. Moulin Rouge um, swept them for all of the um, for all of the musical categories. Then we go to Best Original Score, <laughs> Musical Lyrics Written for the Theater, not a Nary, a Musical in the Bunch, also <laughs> won by Christopher Nightingale for A Christmas Carol. Best Book of a Musical, which we could possibly pair in talking with Lauren Patton's win, goes to Oscar winner Diablo Cody for Jagged Little Pill. Best Orchestrations went to the team from Moulin Rouge. Best Choreography, which if this night had gone differently, I might have wanted to spend a couple seconds talking about Sonia Taya winning for Moulin Rouge the I Musical. I always want to spend time talking about Thank you. Yes. Same. Uh, mm-hmm. Our sexual preference is Sonia. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah. I don't know that we're going to get to that with all of the other stuff, but her winning is it's amazing. Okay. Grace um, and I will have a sidebar. That's fine. Yeah. That can be a Patreon exclusive. Patreon um, exclusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, best direction of a play goes to Stephen Daldry from The Inheritance. Best direction of a musical goes to Alex Timbers from Moulin Rouge. Now we're going to get into the acting, uh, lead acting categories as the aforementioned Andrew Burnap won for The Inheritance in Best Performance by an actor in a leading role in a play. The suspense was very tight as Aaron Tveit won for best performance by an actor in a leading role in a musical for Moulin Rouge. Um, <laughs> like, how, how embarrassing would it have been if BB <laughs> and Courtney B. Vance opened the envelope and they're like, say. that's what I was going to say. Sorry. Like, what, what a build up to that for it to have been, this goes to nobody. Like I would have died from secondhand I mean, embarrassment. They also were just, it was really strange to be like laughing through it. I felt that was really disrespectful. Sure. Yeah. Like, I get that there's like a time and place, like be tongue in cheek, but like, don't, don't embarrass this person that's yeah. already had this embarrassment. I'm sorry. It was just really uncomfortable well, for me. I did. I'd be like, wow, thanks guys. Yeah. I thought that Aaron handled it. He was very game. He, oh, he was a good yeah. sport yeah, with it. He handled it beautifully. I, mm-hmm. the, and I don't want to tell people what they have to say in moments like this. I would have, no. I, I honestly would have liked Aaron to give a shout out to Chris McCarroll, but that's, yeah. that would have been a very classy thing. I think Aaron is an incredibly classy and decent and good yeah. human being. So I'm not throwing any shade <laughs> on him for that. Um, I'm just saying it would have been nice. Um, best performance by an actress in a leading role in a play goes to y'all's favorite Mary Louise Parker for The Sound Inside. <laughs> Best performance, <laughs> best performance by an actress and a leading role in a musical goes to my all's favorite, Adrian Warren for Tina, yeah. the Tina Turner musical. Yeah. Best revival of a play. Um, I, I, I was a little surprised. I picked Betrayal, but thought this had a shot. But I, given the way the rest of the night went, I am thoroughly and utterly delighted to report yep. that a soldier's play won best revival of a play. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then since we're here, can we just let Kenny Leon like run everything because my god most beautiful person uh just a wonderful speech the speech was incredible he is a good uh uh, thoughtful intelligent human being i have been to a number of shows at the theater company that he runs in in atlanta Atlanta. Uh, Mm -hmm. true colors theater a fantastic uh company i would like to elect him 
as the new president of the Broadway League because here in a few minutes I'm going to fire every single every single person who works for that organization. Matt's in charge, guys. Uh, yeah. I, I'm the captain now. Um, best play <laughs> goes to uh, Matthew Lopez as the Inheritance, which we'll talk about. But the one thing I can mm-hmm. say is that it it is was he is a person of color. So he did, so I don't want that to get lost in the fact that his show right. is all white, um, because I think in a lot of the conversations that I've seen on Twitter, it is difficult to remember that just because everybody Agreed. his show is a white person, he is a writer of color. And then best musical went to Moulin Rouge. Um, that was the one where I think all three of us were like, shrug emoji? I don't know what's going to happen here. Whatever. This yeah. makes sense. I honestly didn't, it, I didn't have a strong feeling one way or the other, and this doesn't bother me in the least. So, Ashley, looking at these awards, um, there's other things to talk about in the Paramount Plus Tony's broadcast, which I want to get to some of those as oh, well. God, but in terms of the awards themselves, mm. what are your thoughts um, about what we witnessed? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, and remember, remember, I will say this. Do we want to save the production ones till the end since that was technically in the second half? Or do you want to talk about the, that those three awards, too? As far as best play musical and revival? Yes. Yeah. Do you want to just start um, with those? I mean, we can. I feel like we can lump them all together at Let's this do point. It. Let's do it. Um, especially since we just went through them all, and also because every theater publication was announcing them before they even well, hit the broadcast. I, I will say. I will say this um, because I did do a little, very little bit of work for Broadway World tonight to help the press keep room up with was stuff. getting it before. Well, right? the press room was getting it, but. Even the people who were watching from home were getting it at different times. Yeah. So, so the difference it, between Paramount Plus and then like the actual the watching it live on TV. Yeah, it yeah. was just an absolute unmitigated mess. So Ashley, a shambles. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that. It was a it was a travesty. It was a shame. It was a mockery. It was a travesty shame mockery. Yeah. So Ashley, what <laughs> do you have? Uh, off the top of your head for the awards themselves. Um, well, I certainly didn't expect every award on earth to get a Christmas carol there for a bit. I was very surprised about that in the way of like, this is was a very short term show um, in a season that has technically lasted like two and a half years. And to see that, like, I, this is nothing against that show. I didn't get to see it. I've heard that it's beautiful and great for that. Uh, but it seemed like a really odd choice to be showering with awards. I will here. say, I will say, uh, recently mentored Tony winner Oliver Henry Roth texted me in the middle of the show after all of these um, technical awards. And the one thing he said was, and I'd forgotten mm-hmm. about this, even though I'd actually watched it, the old Vic production, which this is a, yes. a transfer of this, it streamed, yeah, yeah, yeah. it streamed over Christmas. Yeah. That might have been something that. A year uh, after it ran was goodness. fresh in the Tony voters' minds, which was just a few months after that. That was the last chance to actually I see hadn't things. Thought about that. that Oliver Roth always thinking about how these Tony votes happen. I think that that I, I'm not saying that they didn't deserve those awards, but I think in terms of voting, that's no, a really no. good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, and I honestly forgot about it because it feels so long ago. And that is a really good point. I feel like that is something they had an advantage. And also to say that, you know, I don't I'm not saying that they're not deserving. I'm saying it's kind of a weird choice in this year, I guess. But there are a lot of weird choices in this year. I think the big one that we're going to talk about is slave play here versus the inheritance and really any other play that it went against. Um, There were definitely some 
things that made me very happy, Adrian Warren, Danny Burstein, especially, um, which we both predicted and also said that we would be mute forever if they didn't win. So we're obviously doing a show. So hello, we made it. Um, it, It was just a really odd night to me in every possible way. And the fact that I, you know, Grace and I got to see like the whole second broadcast, which we'll talk about soon, kind of (laughs) like, like if there was any good and there was good in like the actual award ceremony, first of all, it went by so quickly. And can we please do that? Always. Can we please end a, a Tony's broadcast early every year? I could go out and have a cigarette and everything. It was glorious. And then we went over time. I know, Matt, you haven't finished it yet, but we went many minutes over time for the second broadcast. So it was just like a, there were certainly good things in that first broadcast and I've kind of forgotten a lot of them. Yeah. But like the big story of the night is like the slave play debacle here. Yeah, and sli- I'm honestly just uh, like my Wait, brain you- is on fire about that. Yeah, And so what that what she means is slave play, as you heard, if you listen to the episode with Oliver that came out over the weekend, they broke the record for the most nominations by a single play. 12. Obviously, yeah, with 12. They also now are tied as Oliver reminded me when he texted me, um, they are now tied as the losingest show in Tony's history um, yeah. with Scottsboro Boys, very good company, and mm-hmm. and Mean Girls, good company in a different way, uh, not as yeah. intellectually intelligent as Scottsboro, uh, Scottsboro uh, but I love me some Mean Girls. Um, yeah, you do. But, uh, Grace, what yeah. in... What the hell happened? I mean, <laughs> I mean, I think we know what happened. That's the question of the year. But, like, oh, an, but yeah, if you don't want to say it, I'm happy to say it because I know you've got a career to protect. I just don't give a shit. So, but but what's going on? Like, how did this show that was the talk of of New York and theater for so long get completely shut out? I don't know if you've heard of this, but it is called racism. And it's a word that I just learned about seconds ago. And um, as I was watching the show, I realized that people are still that way. And um, I'm not trying to say that if Slave Play loses anything, it is because of racism. Um, I just mean to say that like a show that is quite literally about being called on the floor for racism, I think maybe made some people uncomfortable. And sometimes Mm -hmm. when you make people uncomfortable, you make them mad. And instead of listening and taking it in, perhaps some people took that as an offense, which sucks. Yeah. Um, And, and I hate that, but that is also like a narrative that continues. And um, I I didn't, I'll be honest with you. you What's sad is that I, uh, I didn't expect anything less. Like I, I truly did not believe that like whenever everything was, I was like, yeah, I, I see how all of that happened. I was not shocked by any single award tonight. Not a single one. Um, Yeah, I I, I can't tell you one. Yeah, no. I didn't expect a shutout. I didn't necessarily. really? When we talked about our nominations, um, we were, uh, I would say for the most part, we were all kind of iffy on, especially musical and play, because it really could have gone to the inheritance or to slave play based on like the Tony voting population. But not based on money to me. Not based sure. on, on the, who was sure. putting that money in. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. no, I just kept fair. seeing so many producers on The Inheritance and the way they would talk about the show was like there was no question that they were going to take everything. And between mm. Jeremy O'Harris's, you know, uh, Playwrights Horizon situation, Twitter in general, all the things, yeah, I 
feel like people just close their ears and minds, which sucks. And the other part of this is something that I tweeted out, and this is true of all awards voting bodies. If you do not have a group of voters, in this case, the Tony voters, who have varying perspectives and varying points of view, you are going to get a very homogenous result in the awards, whether or not those individual people, like, I think you can have a group of people that is a racist group of people without a single person in that group being themselves racist. Now, I'm not saying that is the case here, but I'm just saying in the theoretical, like, everybody can have the best of intentions, but when you have people People that only have the same backgrounds, who only have the same um, experiences and lived experiences and and financial backgrounds. You mean and, not overtly racist, right? Though. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, I, I guess I mean like their intentions are are not overtly racist. You're right, but like when you put a bunch of mostly white middle aged rich people as the voters for the Tony Awards, this is what you're going to get. You are going to get the safe plays. You are going to get a play that is mostly about uh, black people and features black people to win a revival when that show is over 50 years old. You are going to get a Raisin in the Sun winning these awards because that is something that is safe to them. Mm -hmm. Slave play is not safe to them. And until we are able to diversify not only in um, uh, race and ethnicity and and gender and and sexual orientation and all of those things, but also socioeconomic backgrounds, uh, perspectives, you are not going to get anything different than these awards because that is what the, the the Broadway League and the American Theater Wing, this is what they want. And I don't remember, Ashley, if this was you or Grace or Oliver. I don't remember. I talked about it on a recent show and maybe it was off mic. I don't remember. But at one point, not that long ago, the Tony Awards had journalists involved and obviously journalists are still right they are yes (laughs) that they are still a very homogenous group but they are a different homogenous group at least to the producers that are that make up the voting block that is there now they purposely shrunk the voting block to just include these generally uber white middle-aged people this is what they want and 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 i'm i don't know a single i'll be honest with you i know some tony voters i've never met a single one that wasn't a white man yeah. Um, and that's n- not no shade to any of those people that I know in my exactly. life that are are those things. But I just I actually can't name a single one that's a person of color or sure. not a man. So this is what they want. And 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 this frustrates the hell out of me, who is, to be quite fair, a approaching at least middle aged white guy. So, like, I can't imagine to be quite fair is quite fair. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like. I can't imagine how absolutely crushing and demoralizing this has to be to any theater maker of color, um, to any any non-binary trans uh, theater maker. It, it just seems to me that this is a continued – it's not even a slap in the face. It's a, it's a punch in the gut. It's a stab in the back. This type of stuff – and again, I'm not saying that any of these voters voted for the inheritance out of – racist intent but this is what you get when you do not have any intention of diversifying your voting pool well it's 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 a blatant thing and you know grace not being surprised and me not being surprised to an extent and i'm sure matt you not being surprised to an extent but there's also every time there's an award show or you know anyone gets cast in something um and we have a conversation about equity there's always people 
with the comment of, well, the best person got the role, the best show is being rewarded, the best whatever. I don't understand how people, well, of course I understand, you know, I don't empathize, but you know, idiots. Uh, I don't understand how those comments can continuously be made when you have a show that has received more nominations than any other play in history and is therefore the most lauded show of, you know, the most lauded play of the season and it wins nothing. Like, how do you continue to make that straw man argument then in any award show or in any industry for that matter? I I don't I don't know. Grace, I'll you got you, anything? Um I, I just want to say that literally moments ago, Jeremy O'Harris just tweeted this. I saw the people it, yeah. who, oh. Okay. The people who nominated uh slave play were significantly younger and blacker than anyone who voted. Truth. <laughs> of yes. course. All I want to say. Yeah. I, and I almost, I almost I almost I should have brought that up when you were talking about the white people like the white people as the voters, because the nominees are not that group. And that's the thing. We see this in every single award um giving organization, whether it's a theater awards organization, we've seen it with the drama desks. Uh, our friend uh, Jose Solis has had quite a bit of a dust up with the the way that he was treated by the drama desk after he was on the nominating committee. Um, we see it in the Oscars, we see it in the Emmys. The people who are out there doing the nominations are fairly representative of the products that they are uh, they are selecting from. But then when they turn over those nominations to the people that actually make the decision on who gets the awards, it's a complete disconnect. And, and that has to change. Um, and I don't know that it will because the Broadway League doesn't care. The Broadway League does not care about anything other than making anything, money right. and 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 unless you all have something else to talk about i think this is a when i'm going to transition to my next rant so get over there okay <laughs> So yeah. as as many of you know, I live in Orlando, Florida. Apparently, the Miami Dolphins, which is a football team that plays, I don't know, four and a half, five, six hours away from me, went long on their football game that was being aired on CBS on Sunday afternoon. So what that means is that because that went long uh, here in Florida, the CBS affiliates decided to then delay 60 minutes, which then pushed back. Big Brother, which then pushed back the Tony Awards, welcome back to Broadway, whatever the hell the concert was. So that didn't start for me until 9.54 p.m., despite the fact that I am a a year-long subscriber to Paramount+. Plus, I could not get it on the streaming service <laughs> when I went to – when I, I, I pay for the yearly <laughs> subscription. Um, Wait, and why? I could, no, no, pause. Why do you pay for it? What do you watch on it? Um, well, a lot of things. I originally got it because, um, a lot of World Series of Poker events were streamed on that, but I, uh, I yeah, basically, I, oh, okay. I also <laughs> subscribe to all of the, um, uh, all of the streaming services to, to get their commercial free stuff for work because we have documentaries that we watch and I have to record. Also and, checks out. Yeah. So Your, all of those things. Yeah. But okay. because of that, I didn't get to watch it live. Here's the thing. It was broadcast live in everywhere else in the country other than those those different markets that I mentioned. It was broadcast in New York so Grace and Aki could see it in 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 their homes. Grace and Aki. Grace <laughs> Grace and Aki. Grace and Aki. <laughs> kind of like Andrew, so I was just, yes. <laughs> Ashley and Grace could watch it, yet they could not figure out how to flip the switch that I could watch it on this streaming service that I pay for. It was so, and here's the thing. The NFL goes long literally every single weekend. Every weekend. This is yeah. not a surprise. I had a problem with the Emmys last yes. weekend. Like, I couldn't access it. I had to find, like, a bootleg stream. Yeah. And I was paying for Paramount+. Plus. Yes, it is. it is an absolute joke um, how the Broadway League allowed this to happen. The Broadway League allowed 
Uh, I, you know, I, I think the first half, the Tony Awards part was spectacular. It ended 15 minutes early. There were some interesting performances. <sighs> it, great. it was, it was very, no, 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 we'll no. get there. We'll, we'll get to the performances. I want to talk hey, about those separate. <laughs> yeah. We'll <laughs> end on the good, we'll end on that stuff, but it, you know, I just don't understand how you can be so unprepared for something that is not a potential outcome, but an actual eventuality. Um, and it just shows that the Broadway League does not give a shit about this industry unless it is putting money directly in their pockets. That brings me to this concert, mm. which I previewed that I was going to go off on about with Oliver and on Twitter. Why in the hell? Did we not have more actual Broadway shows performing? I am all for some of these greats coming back and reprising some of these things. I, my love for Anika Noni Rose is well known. I did not need to see her and Ben Platt saying move on. Uh, I, I did not Neither need did that. I. Whatsoever. Ben Platt wants to move on. I mean, this was classic. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, yeah. why, why did six not perform? And I said it with Oliver. If you're going to have John Legend perform with Ain't Too Proud, get Ariana Grande on that Broadway stage and have her perform with the Queens of Six. Get Bob Dylan out of his mansion and wherever the hell he lives and have him perform with a cast of Girl that from the man North is Country. Not moving, please. He's moving like a rolling I understand. <laughs> you're telling me that that money. Wouldn't yes. have been well worth it. To, no, they don't care. Uh, they do not. They did not care to pro- promote their shows on this particular service because they didn't know what was going to happen. Then don't do yeah, it. Then don't course. do it because this was a waste know, of time. This was a waste of time. <laughs> this was an absolute unmitigated, unmitigated waste of time. So let's talk about some of these performances. I saw some of them. <sighs> did not see all of them. Um, anyone have anything insightful or snarky to say about Hairspray's opening of the Paramount Plus broadcast? Oh, I thought that was the perfect opening to those Tony Awards. I can't <laughs> tell you a better choice. There could have it, been. It actually kind than, of was. It really Memphis. actually was. Memphis. I, I was like, yeah, that vaguely racist show. Let's do that. That's yeah, like, I, we thought we were doing something, but we really weren't. I mean, I um, love famously, You Can't Stop the Beat, but uh, but yes, you're still right. It was the last show I saw with my Mimi, rest her soul, the sweet uh, Japanese woman that uh, birthed my mother. And uh, she, quote, at the Fox Theater, as Hairspray was starting, she goes, why are they singing? And that's how I felt tonight. And I just want to <laughs> um, that's that's what I want to take away. Um, I thought that all the performances, like you just said, were absolutely strange and bizarre. But I also was like, it was such a disservice to people like Ali Stroker, who is amazing. And I was like, this is uncomfortable. This is unnecessary. And like you're patting each other odd, on the back for choice. literally putting her out there like a show pony. And it yes. was just like, and with um, that, and, and with that intro from Andre, it? that was uncomfortable yeah. to me too. Yeah. The way it he was. did. So she's saying what I did for love. Not, I mean, she sounded not a good choice. Fine-ish, but not the type of song that I would want. In. Jennifer Nettles, who sang "Anyone Can Whistle," which is on her album, it's great. Sure. Unnecessary. Here's the one thing that was necessary, and I think it needs Correct. to be done at every single Tony Awards for the rest of time. In fact, I think it should Just win an anything. actual Tony Award. Just anything. Have her start baseball games too. I mean, for, and and she should also always be introduced by Cheryl Lee Ralph because yes. that was amazing. Cheryl Lee yeah, Ralph came. Out, yeah, Campus Hell came out and introduced her iconic Dreamgirls co-star Jennifer Holiday to not only sing and I am telling you on the Tonys yeah. again, but to wear it, but to actually do it wear in costume. costume. Yeah. Um, and just absolutely be the queen of overacting 
uh, Tony performances. The jaw movement. The jaw, she went Tony the, the jaw, I think someone called it oh, the uh, jaw brado um, because her. <laughs> no, but I I don't think that she's overacting. I think she sells that song for the for the scene it's that amazing. it is. If those were oh, yeah. lines, she, she she's like that's the same emotion. Yeah, yeah. So I I live for that shit. Oh, I take that. So, she so could crack so. all she wants. She doesn't. Oh, but no. I'm just saying that she can. It, it, oh, it's so bad. It's so good. I mean, just absolutely incredible. Um, Jennifer Holiday is a queen. There, were, if you remember, she tweeted about like being invited and then uninvited, and then I guess they brought her back. I, I don't know what oh, that I was all that. about. Yeah, I missed it. Was, that. It was a little weird. Um, so moving on from that, I don't think you guys care to talk about Ali Stroker or Jennifer Nettles anymore. But so we mm, can move mm, on. I mean, so we love Jennifer. We're gonna yeah. see her. Like, yeah, we love Ali. Just, yeah, just it's not about them. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, why those songs? Why are those slots not being taken up by somebody who is in a Broadway show? And if you don't want to pay for the production, like you said, uh, Grace, to mm-hmm. have uh, somebody come in costume and have a thing, just have the star of a show come out and sing something because they, they've they been doing that in concerts throughout the entire pandemic. You can that's, make that work. I know, like, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go, no, go, I was going to say, that's the thing of like seeing, like obviously one was on Paramount Plus and one was on CBS technically. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, you could see like the production value difference between those two shows of like having solo performers versus having these big splashy numbers. And that is fine. But if you are going to do that, your choices better be impeccable in the first part. And other than Jennifer, like where were they? Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I would have been fine if Jennifer Nettles came out and saying, you, you know what baking can do or or whatever other song she wants to sing from waitress to promote exactly. waitress Attach it to your show yeah exactly it's absolutely <laughs> bonkers to me that they did not do that at all but let's talk about what we did see we did see three previously filmed um performances we saw um uh moulin rouge we saw tina the tina turner musical actually i did not see it yet um but i did i think the last one i actually saw was um the mashup uh, medley from uh, jagged little pill I, we've seen these before <laughs> oh, that, that show is a mashup medley as that's is. Very so good what point. a perfect possible performance for but, them that did you not feature lauren Patton at all that's what i was gonna say well, like, they were smart come on oh guys. they were very like, smart that's that was not an attack was like a them. real tick tick was... boom <laughs> <laughs> but i here's what i want to say this show is what is wrong with a lot of things. And we've talked about it. We don't need to get into it here right away. Mm-hmm. But what I hate the most uh, about prof- or, uh, about theater Twitter, and I've talked about this on – I t- tweeted about this recently as well, is I hate this personal animosity that people feel – towards everyone involved with something whether they are actually the ones at fault or not and i just there was just this snark and 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 hatred that kind of permeated so much of that night um that didn't feel necessary so i want to make sure that we point out that like i thought celia and uh antonio and elizabeth sounded great in in the song uh in their song i think celia rose gooding is an i mean i think she look her mother is an icon I kind of feel like Celia is going to end up being, uh, you know, like LaShance is going to be Celia's daughter, a mom at some point, not the other way around, if that makes any mm. sense. In a next to normal revival, I would like to see it. <laughs> yes, I would too. To sure. But like, so they're great. Um, I didn't care. I mean, well, I will say this about Moulin Rouge. 
I don't love that show. I've seen it twice. It's fine. But I still yeah. teared up when Danny poked his head through the curtain. Um, oh, I, I, I teared that's up. How you every feel, time that's because that's how you feel about, about Danny. Danny. That's not exactly. how you feel exactly. about that performance yeah. or Moulin Rouge. Right. 100%. But I did I did tear up two more times in, in, in that song. The other two times, and you were exactly right, Grace, because the other one was when the Can Can Girls came down the aisles of the audience and I could see the actual full crowd. Um, mm-hmm. Nothing to do with the show. I... I to dislike audience member um, uh, actors entering through the audience. It makes me uncomfortable, but it still made me tear up. And the same <laughs> thing when Danny was talking directly upstage to the camera and you saw the whole audience. That, why, why are those the things that we're not celebrating on this thing? And instead, we're having Ben Platt and Beanie Feldstein sing a song from Merrily. Like, that movie's not coming out for 20 years. So why are we doing this? I, I just don't understand what the whole point was. Wait, did that happen? Did I? Yeah, no, I don't, that, I don't know. No, that, that did not happen. No. That did not happen. <laughs> we did happen. do. We did do into the woods because we're always doing into the woods. Like at well, every why would they do it? Takes two. <laughs> I mean, who's saying it? I haven't even seen it. Who's saying it? It was Titus Andrew and Andrew Reynolds. And Titus. Yeah. It was strange, and then also it was right being, after. Yeah, it was right after Andrew Lloyd Webber was on stage. It was just yeah. it was a, quite a shift. But like Beanie introducing her best friend, which is cute. Let's just say That's that fine. it is yeah, cute, totally fine. But not singing with him on a show that they have talked about. There, they didn't sing merrily. They had uh, Ben and Anikanoni Rose sing. <laughs> Move on. Move on. Really? Yes. And I was like, I would like to move on from this moment. Like, <laughs> um, you know, if they you get Marvin to text and Lee up there, like, yeah. what? And can we what? talk? Look, this is probably, it's after, oh, uh, I'm going to wait and say this. In a minute? Oh, yes, after. One o'clock. Yes, one o'clock. This okay. will air at 7.55 yes, in the morning. <laughs> that's a good point. Um, Anna Lee in that dress. I'm just saying Anna oh, Lee in gorgeous. that dress. You know. like, oh, come always. on. Yeah. Oh, my God. So this Please. is now Broadway Radio after dark. Um, Indeed. Any, any thoughts on John Legend performing with Ain't Too Proud? I thought that was fine. Was yeah. fine I thought that yeah. uh, I, w- I didn't know uh, the the. Uh, I don't know how long they've been. Have they been rehearsing? I mean, they the just show they back? just they just started just rehearsing started? this past week. Okay. Uh, that's what yeah, Jelani Remy like told me. Mid October, right? Yeah. Yeah. But they've done performances throughout the I pandemic. I know, but not with remember. that cast. Oh, that, well, yeah, some of the you cast members, I mean? but not all of them. That's a good point. Um, I did. Tried, lo- I think- I, uh, yeah, let me I, real quick wrap this up sorry. on this stuff here real quick. I know Chrissy Teigen is not everybody's favorite right now because of things she said in the past. I thought it was incredibly and endurably cute that she was sitting in the front row of that Tony performance filming it on her phone because of how much she loves her husband. So sure, I'm not? just going to say that. I own her I, cookbooks. I worship her and I, I do, do not I do not uh, acknowledge the bad. Yeah, <laughs> I, I choose to you're say pro- like, please get better fave. or I've got to get rid of you. <laughs> yeah. That's fair. Problematic uh, fave. No, what I was going to say as far as ain't too proud, I feel like that was kind of like the best performance as far as like whatever the hell they were trying to do here of both encapsulating Broadway performances of now and like you know bringing in bigger stars I guess to kind of sell that to a bigger audience and it was live and then you had all the like I mean American Utopia performance that was good yes Um, and it's (laughs) no stop it was on it was on it's 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 already on HBO of course that was such a waste of my time of course it's a waste of time but but so was the whole (laughs) but the difference is it's 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 on now it is selling tickets on Broadway now so I'm fine with that I understand what you're Saying, exactly, but it's running now. So I would much rather them do that. Right. I love. I mean, like I am famously a diehard Rent and Ragtime I was fan. Bring it up, yeah. yeah. And I love Wicked, but why? 
I mean, I'm I'm fine with all of this stuff. Like, I will always listen to Audra and Stokes sing together. But why? Yeah, yeah. I am. I am. I don't know if you guys know this. I am a very big rent person. Like, I was. I was Thank at you. Anthony Rapp's like books book signing for Without You. <laughs> I that was like me getting to play Mimi. I was like, I can die today, which I should yeah. not have played. But like, just having two white men sing when you're dying in America just doesn't hit right to me tonight it just no, really didn't, didn't hit it great right? I, I, and i haven't seen it who sang it i don't even know anthony rabin okay. Okay. okay anthony yeah okay but it's just like the only performance that i truly truly adored from the first half of the evening that i saw um mm. was the broadway Advocacy coalition performance of daniel j watts uh jared grimes and the broadway inspirational, inspirational voices. voices yeah beautiful uh, I am not a poetry person generally, um, but I feel like I need to do some more, uh, spend some more time getting to know um, the kind of stuff that Daniel does because that was powerful. It was in, it was moving. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. It was profound, um, and I am, I, I was overwhelmed by that performance not just from daniel but jared and and biv as well um that yeah. was a standout moment for me at least from what i've seen in the second half of the 100%. broadcast and it didn't yeah. feel out of place like i mean it, obviously totally. broadway inspirational voices was be, was being honored tonight um no, no no broadway advocacy coalition but broadway i thought inspirational voices was they, too they no they won a couple years ago they won yeah. uh, special tony a couple years ago okay for so some it was reason BAC, i thought yeah, no, no, I know no. BAC did. I thought they were also on my sheet. Maybe it was just like a list of performing people yeah. at that point. Yeah, but it didn't feel out of place. It felt like it was very much a thing that could be on Broadway. And obviously it was with somebody who's currently in a show on Broadway. And it, you know, it was poetic and beautiful and well performed. And it felt like it fit amidst a lot of things that didn't. Yeah. I just, I, I, I was so entertained and excited about what we saw on Paramount Plus that to have the back half of this show predictably um, stumble and fall flat on its face like we probably all could have guessed that it would is mm-hmm. is frustrating because that is and of itself um, a metaphor for Broadway. Um, we can get so excited and we <laughs> have gotten so excited during this uh, shut down about what Broadway could be and what they could accomplish and what they could change. And while these are apples and oranges changes and accomplishments, the first half felt like something that focused on the work, that focused on doing things differently, that yeah. focused on doing things to actually benefit the people in your industry and who support your industry. The second half was a bloated commercial, um, uh, uh, capitalistic money grab that it's benefited literally, literally the no one. Equivalent of Times Square. Yeah. Yes, it benefited literally no one. Um, and I am, am uh, I would not have imagined I would be this frustrated uh, after the first hour and forty five minutes. I I thought we would I would be giddy and on cloud nine. This was a disaster <laughs> as far as I was concerned, and and obviously my point of view is is um hampered by the broadcasting issues but it was sure. just to me an absolute colossal failure and this right. is uh disappointing because i'm the one i of the th- three of us i've kind of been the one being like 
it makes sense. Do it this way. This makes sense. You know, have I know the concert. That's what I was, that was what I was going to say. Like, like of all of all the things like, I, yeah. like I, I've expressed being surprised and frustrated as far as slave play being completely shut out. I didn't necessarily expect mm-hmm. them to win everything. I'm not surprised at all that this kind of happened the way it did, because as you said, the Broadway League is most interested in getting the coin. So they'll do anything that makes sense for them to do that, including just like this absolutely haphazard put together broadcast of like the ghosts of shows past rather than trying to sell like this whole, this what was about, about how did that, uh, let me tell you these show, the shows cannot afford it right now. Of course they, they can't. Are, so that's the thing they can't afford to be in the room right it's already hard enough that they're even there so you're point. you're telling them to put out money that they don't have because they've been out of work for almost two years these producers are like you know we're scrambling to even get this done they're not going to take that opportunity because they're it's such a gamble and so what we had was an opportunity they thought they were making for artists but ended up being yeah. just an extension of the the commercial and again i've said it many times on the show i have to say it again broadway is a business so it is mm-hmm. not a shock to me that this is a commercial opportunity and it has to be because this is a business you know but it's not an I, artist celebration given by the kennedy center but that's it's, the, that's <laughs> the that's the problem is that i have yeah. the problem with the way that they build it is that it's been exactly you know, it, it's been you know two and a half years at this point or however goddamn long of we are going to have the celebration when we are ready and we're going to make a, a celebration of everything that's happened over the hiatus and the shows that are incoming and a celebration of the nominees and performers in general. And I did not feel that at all. And here's the thing. If we are saying that this was a a money grab, who was grabbing the money? I mean, nobody. I mean, no one was making money off of this. Um, CBS certainly wasn't making money. What this looks like. Well, I was saying is this looks like a failure because as Ashley said, they have been trumpeting this as a return to Broadway and a welcome back and they were going to celebrate all these shows. But as you very intelligently put, Grace, no one has the money to do that. Then the Mm -hmm. Broadway League should have stepped their damn ass up and stepped into their own coffers because the Broadway League has money. They're fine. Put the money in so that you can pay for the rehearsals that have to happen to get these people on stage because this looks like they thought they were doing one thing, weren't talented or creative enough to make it happen. So you got this shit show instead. Sorry, go ahead, Grace. I interrupted you. No, 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 no. It's just that, like, this is often, like, remember, like, who was hosting, right? Audra, who's on The Good Fight. All the performers that you see, this was a big old audition, if they aren't already included in the CBS family, with any other Paramount Plus or CBS affiliates, a commercial for them. You know, these people are trying to be in the next, like, gig and the next you know, TV show and, and movie and whatnot. And, um, that, you know, having people like Andrew Rannells and, and Titus, are they about to star in a revival of, of the odd Woods? couple or something? They oh, are, yeah. they, they <laughs> sound, yeah. um, but they are getting that coin from TV money. So having them continue their relevancy as a theater person and a TV person is important to those executives. And like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's just, just not shocking to me. And it makes me sad that I am not shocked. 
No, and I'm not shocked. I, again, it's that dichotomy there. It's that very yeah. obvious dual split of you're right. Like this is <laughs> to an extent an audition of like, here are t- here are theater people who should also be on TV and they're also in shows now on CBS. Go to our app and website, blah, blah, blah. But like, it's, it's again, the way that they, the, the Broadway League and God, the wing for that matter, spent, every opportunity during the shutdown to kind of deflect and to extend the possibility of Tony's to extend the nominations to really just anything went unanswered. And for this to be what people came back to is not surprising, but still very jarring it's very jarring to have like the equivalent well, of the right. digital marquees up on my screen uh, at, you know, to see what I'm going in expecting to see like a celebration of all these people that the league have said that they're going to have for over a year and a half. That's just not what we got in any form. And I understand there has to be the balance there between television and theater because it is a balance and theater does not make money totally. and CBS isn't going to make money from this. But there's still like it it's it's all in the messaging of the league, and we know they've been dropping 100%. the ball in every possible way here, yeah. and it just like this was absolutely like the encapsulation of everything that has happened with them over the past year and a half. like of course, this is how it worked out because look at every other form of messaging that they've had since fire everybody who works at the Broadway League. I mean, in any decision-making capacity, and I'm not talking about like the, you know, the, 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 the secretaries or the assistants or whatever they, you know, those people, the people who make decisions, get rid of them. The board, the employees, it, it, they have bungled every imaginable opportunity to do something right since the shutdown, and and they have made Broadway worse for it. So, also, I'll say that uh, Andrew Rannells is on a TV show called Black Monday, which airs on Showtime, which is a, very uh, good. Yes, it What's is, that? but it's it's uh, it's on Viacom CBS, which is yeah. uh, owned by the parent yeah. company of, of Paramount Plus. So, no shit. Uh, that's why when you hear people like <laughs> Patina Miller being introduced as Tony Winner yes. and the star of Power Book, whatever Book of Canaan or whatever, that's because she's on a show that's on a network that is also owned yeah. by Paramount. Yeah. So, yep. uh, very good, astute observations them. as always, Grace. <laughs> All right, everybody, I am sure that if you're still listening to this. You either are doing it because you, you hate us. You too want to die. Yeah, you either hate us and you want to hear all the idiocy we say, or you hated the Tonys as much as we did. Um, let us know either way by reaching out to us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. Of course, you can reach out to me at Matt. Chances are, though, if you're going to get up in my grill, I'm going to uh, mute you and move on. <laughs> uh, I had one person uh, tell me that um, slave play was racist because they made slave uh, slavery a joke, and that's why they were glad it didn't win. Uh, okay they're entitled to their opinion are they a person of color uh they were a kangaroo that's all i know that's was next yeah i don't know what that was their avatar was a kangaroo um anyway so uh ashley where can people reach out to you are you still on a social media hiatus i'm going back on a social media hiatus technically you can find me on twitter and instagram and know this is ashley but don't do that because i won't be there (laughs) grace 
um, I do also want to shout out the, at the very end of this whole thing that I do want to applaud all of the incredible creators and the people that were not thanked tonight, like totally. the dressers, the, the people that are behind the stage. And I really appreciate that Aaron actually called out like the crew mm-hmm. for the first time yes. um, of, of all those people. So, so I, I just want to say that uh, of all the people that have continued to work that get no little to no thanks, um, it's important that we that we recognize them. And, and I'm so glad that we are in a community that are, is hopefully, you know, lifting others up. Anyways, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at It's Grace Aki. <sighs> All right, everybody. I'm going to go watch. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go spend the next hour and a half watching the rest of this. It's 1215 You can watch the In Memoriam, which is actually very beautiful. And you can sure. cry over that and then deal with the rest of the nonsense. Lord help us. All right, everybody. Bye. Have a wonderful uh, Monday. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>